Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. I can only imagine how difficult it must be to be dating as a single mom yeah. and try and find somebody that's not just good for you, but good for your kids. That's got to be just a rough gig, man. Yeah, you got a while to vet out who you're going to bring home and introduce to your kids because then they get attached. Then if something goes left, I can. Only, it sounds very daunting. But Desiree had reached out to us yesterday, uh, didn't have time to read the text during our show. And so she's on her way to work, already texted, excited to hear what people say. So her text to us yesterday, my sister went on a date this past weekend. She has two younger kids that she left with a sitter. When they got back, he was nice enough to shell out 50 bucks to the sitter. She called me in the morning to tell me about it. I thought it was great. That's but then she said, move. we're not going out again because he was so rude to the wait staff. Justified reason, question mark. Um, I say yes. If you're a jerk, to a waiter, a waitress, the bus boy, whoever it is, you're going to be a jerk to everybody. If you can't understand that these people are working hard so that you can have a little pleasure, then gone. I think that that is such an easy conversation, though. Like, if you had a great time and he was thoughtful enough to go, listen, I'm going to help this woman out. I really had a good time. I'm going to pay for her sitter. That's a really thoughtful thing. So, obviously, he has that bone in his body. That bone is what he was thinking about. (laughs) I... Agree with you on the you have to treat everyone in a nice manner. I mean, who doesn't if you don't have manners, you're not going to go far in life. If you don't say please and thank you, you are not going to go far in life. Um, But I think it's a simple conversation. I don't think she has to ditch him over that. A lot of dudes out there. I would move on. I don't know if there are a lot of dudes that would roll up and drop a fitty. True colors are shown when you look at somebody in the service industry is not equal to you. If you can't be friggin' nice and say please and thank you, mm-hmm. it, it, listen, if a, a guy comes along and he spills wine on you, it's one thing to be a little irritated, but I don't think they did it to spite you. You know what I mean? Like, mistakes happen. Like, you can get a little PO'd, but you can't be a jackass. You think you write this guy off altogether? Yeah. Wow. Like, your true colors are shown. It would be, be the same as if you were going out with a lady and she was just a B to the waiter or the waitress. Writing it off, no matter how hot she is. Really? Yeah. I would say. You got to be freaking nice. You just have to be nice. You got you got a Sour Patch Kid here. You got the really like sour and then you have the sweet, you know? So sour at dinner, you notice that part. But what if it was great conversation? Do you really want to throw it all away in, instead of giving somebody a second chance and maybe pointing out a foible that nobody has ever pointed out and saying, you were really rude, and I'd if love to go out with you again, but you're already. very rude to the wait staff, and you need to maybe figure out a way to treat everyone equally. You know if you're a jerk. You know you are. You know uh, if you're not nice to the waiter. You know that. He obviously has something in his personality that is giving a nice. Jerkism. This is kind of a sticky situation. We're getting a lot on both sides of this. So Desiree had texted us yesterday this message, and we're just getting around to it. It says, my sister went on a date this weekend. She had two younger kids that she left with a sitter. When they got back, he was nice enough to shell out 50 bucks to the sitter. That was really kind of him. She called me in the morning to tell me. I thought it was really nice. And then she said they're not going out again, though, because he was so rude to the wait staff. Justified reason, question mark. Absolutely is what I say. Um, I, I honestly, I'm going to stick with 
what I say. And it's a simple conversation. If you had a great night with him and yeah, he was rude to the wait staff. It does say a little bit about somebody, but it doesn't mean someone is so far gone that they can't be that uh, something that is about them. That's off putting can't be pointed out. I disagree. And then if he doesn't do anything about it, <laughs> split, but paying 50 bucks for your sitter, I thought was really thoughtful. So he has that chip inside him. That's what I think. Renee, first thoughts on this. He's uh, paying the babysitter. Great, but he's rude to the wait staff. Do you move on or do you give this a second chance? Uh, I move on. I'm, I'm, I'm a cook in the first place. So I work in the service industry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to, I have already taught people what I'm going to teach them, but I don't have time to teach something manners. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I'm at. Right. I don't have to teach somebody manners. If they don't know them by now, then that's it. I don't, I th- and I think that's an unlearnable trait when you're in your 30s or 40s. I don't think so. I think you can always teach an old dog new tricks when it's something like this. Renee, thank you. I really appreciate it. I got just a couple seconds left to tackle the rest of this. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Now, first thoughts um, on this. Do you move on or do you, do you give this guy a second you, chance? You absolutely move on. If he's not able to maintain good manners for the first date, if he can't be nice to people on the first date, that's a massive impression. And then you're going to shell out money. That sounds like he's paying for something. Aww. Move on. Yeah, a lot of people are actually siding with you saying that he was just showing off by throwing a $50 bill towards the sitter. Um, but you, you, you think you can write just a human off just like that instead of having a conversation like a grown-up saying, you know, I, I would love to go on a second date with you, but this was a big turnoff. Well, if you've gotten to 30 years old and you don't know that you need to be polite to wait staff, yeah. that, that's, that's a big turnoff. That's a big turnoff. I agree with you 100%. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. You know what I do notice? That there are just so many adults that have no manners. And then they, like, really push it on their kids, but they have no manners. What? Like, no, please, no, thank you. I remember you saying before, hurt people hurt people, and I think that's what it is. Rude people I are think, rude people. I think, no, I think people that have had... Rude people around them just think that that's normal. Well, yeah, it's your raisin. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yes, it is, Ma. It is your sure raisin. Is your raisin. <laughs> you are a product of your raisin. I was, it just was hammered home, much like I do with my son. I live for the compliments about my son. Oh, my God, he can come over anytime. That he is, is nice. so polite. It's, I live for that. That is the ultimate compliment as a parent if people want your child around because they're polite. I get done with work yesterday. I make my way to the gym. I got my bag over my shoulder. I got one AirPod in already. I'm starting to get mentally right. My pre-workout is kicking in. I walk into the locker room and... clean my room until I got high. Who was it? I don't know, but... I was going to get up and find... They're easily identified. Well, there was nobody in the locker room at the time. My room is still messed up. And <laughs> you walk out going like this? I did. I looked at everybody's side. <laughs> Ways. It was like a freaking Willie Nelson concert in there. And this locker room is pre- is pretty small. And that sounds like a party. So I changed real quick, and then I, I head up to the gym, and I am. I'm kind of cockeyed looking at everybody, and I, I did a full lap with my sniffer on high alert, yeah. looking for who it was to see if they were sharing. And But it started going through my head. Like, I've always been a hype workout guy. I like my, I like my pre-workout. I like to work out on an empty stomach so that uh, I don't feel weighted down or anything like that. I I like uh, some hype music. And I really started thinking about who here 
is smoking up in their car and then coming in. Yeah. And and I, it, it just made me start thinking, like, I don't know if I'd be good at exercising high. Yeah. I feel like I would be too mellow, therefore no bueno. I don't know. It's their prerogative. I just think I'm that not, it's I'm like it undoes anyone. everything that you work out. You work out oh. and then you and then you get the munchies. Maybe. Some people don't, though. So I plugged this into ChatGTP, and it says, Firstly, marijuana can impair condition and reaction time, which can be dangerous during physical activity, so heads up. Secondly, some people feel that using marijuana enhances their workout experience. Now, research hasn't established a clear link between marijuana use and improved athletic performance. In fact, marijuana may decrease motivation and reduce ability. Now, I've heard other people, when I threw this up on my Facebook page, saying that they feel like they can feel every muscle and every movement. Like you're a little bit more in tune with a movement. Like say you're going to do a, a curl. Yeah. Sometimes you involve your shoulders and your forearms a little bit more than normal. And some people feel like you can absolutely feel the muscle a little bit more. The only thing that I would have a problem with is just that I hate the smell of weed. It is horrible. That's why I would choose edibles nine times out of ten. I yeah. just think it is so stinky and off-putting, and then you smell like it. Some people like other people to know that you've smoked up. What a weird thing. It's like, great. Uh, Danny had texted in saying, uh, smoking doesn't slow me down. It actually gets me hyped. Okay. Everybody has a different reaction to weed. Everybody, nobody's body is the same. Some people need more of it and then get really like mellow. Some people laugh, you know, everybody is, is different. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm fabulous. I smoke when I work out. You smoke before say, or during? Yes, before. And I must say, disrespectful to do it in a locker room. Yes. It's what? nobody else's. It's, it's disrespectful. Let me rewind and real quick. I don't smoked. think they smoked in the locker room. I'm pretty sure because I didn't notice like a haze in the air or anything like that. You but said I'm, it was like they smoked in the shower. I, I would, the vape, if, they have, if they have one of the vapes, oh, it yeah. won't create the fog in the air like in the old days. Fair enough. Mm. The vape will just create the smell. But still, disrespectful. If you're going to smoke before you go to the gym, you do it in the privacy of your own car, your own home, right. or whatever. You don't go into a gym smelling like it. Disrespectful. All, what does it all do for you? But I do smoke before I work out. And it does create a little, a little like, not hype hype, but it just puts me in the groove. But okay. I'm not like a stoner smoker. I'm just a casual smoker. Like, you know, one hit, I'm good. Yeah. But... It's still disrespectful. I just had to say disrespectful. Nobody else should have to endure the smell if they're not. If they don't do that. It's just disrespectful. <laughs> I agree with Joy. you, and it's adding to the stigma almost of like pot smokers are oh, lazy and rude. Yeah. Don't yeah. you get too mellow to lift hard, like and, and go and like and well, run? They have all the different levels. So like you, you know, you have your sativa and then you have your other stuff. So it just depends on like what marijuana THC level you're smoking. Yep. Um, I I know I have a friend too who smokes before she goes to the gym, and um, it just puts her at that right. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to push myself. Hmm. And then, in all fairness, you kind of got your high, so you don't feel the grind as hard. So you can actually push yourself even harder. Hmm. You regret it afterwards, but initially but yeah it it just depends on where you're smoking but i must say the biggest part of it is disrespectful yeah i got yeah, you All right. I agree. hey thank you and for I, the insight and i'm a weed smoker i'm a weed smoker and i think it's disrespectful all across the board if you smoke and and like cat said it is 
we have a negative a stigma about it in Minnesota, and so people who do smoke should be aware of that. Yeah. I mean, and, do you, do you, you know, find it disrespectful, though? Stigma. I do find it disrespectful because nobody else, there's people that don't smoke, that don't believe in marijuana, that don't believe in the THC, and sometimes there's people that just don't aren't even educated on it. It's yeah. not, it, it's just like you're not going to walk down the street and, and be shooting up um, heroin I mean, just because it's weed, you still have to have a level of respect for anyone around you or any environment you're walking into. Well, well said. said. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great morning. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. See, uh, Jody texted in, uh, that was probably my brother. Uh. <laughs> I just, it, it seems so foreign to me. And I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've tried everything when it comes to workouts or fitness and stuff like that over the years. Just never have gone in stoned. It feels odd yeah. to think about that. Just Hot box and head in. I could see doing it after. Like you got a great workout and you're coming down. And you just want to chill out. a little bit. But uh, thoughts. Okay. So I had to, um, in my new planner, put down all of our new appointments and everything that we have going on. And I don't I don't think I have a phobia of anything. I know that you have a, a phobia of clowns. It's clowns. not your jam. But and bad radio. Those are my two phobias. Clowns and bad radio. Yeah. So when you drive through big cities, right, it's, whole, sure. it's so bad out there. God, I just um, America. I don't feel too good about the dentist. Why? I don't know. You have the I, wrong dentist then. My guy's cool. I have a very nice guy. The dental hygienists are, are sweet, wonderful women. But are they hot? It's me. I can't see half their face. You don't need to see their face. <laughs> just how big their hands are going <laughs> right, in your mouth. You're really it. gross. But I just, I don't know if other people have the same feeling as I do. I'm getting a little bit better with my annual exam with my doctor. This next one won't be as invasive because you only need to do the invasive one every four years okay. as a female. So I'm just going to go for the breast exam. But why don't like you? That. What's wrong with your dentist? I don't know. I honestly wish I could tell you, but I just get the worst feeling, and I can't say it in front of Liam because I don't want to project my feelings like, about the it, dentist it, on first him. First off, dude or a chick? The hygienist is a chick. Dentist the, doc, is, the dentist is Are you a afraid man. of the dentist, or are you afraid of how he's going to talk to you down if you don't have the right hygiene? Are you afraid of procedures that you might have to have if your stuff is if you I think I have practicing? a very clean mouth. I don't think that it's anything... That is a worry, and I don't think I'd use the word afraid. It's just I feel so unsettled getting that on the books. Really? Yeah. It used to be my annual. Remember, like I'd have to take, I just have to take some like, well, yeah, just some calming app sessions and get me ready for that. But now it's the dentist. Can you develop phobias this late in life? Probably, but usually from trauma. Not, I mean, something did something bad happen at the dentist? That's the thing. Nothing has ever Never woke happened. up and your bra was half off or anything like that? <laughs> no. Or else I would not have these feelings. <laughs> I've never I'd had. going four times a year. I've, I've had two wisdom teeth pulled and that's it. But like, I haven't had any bad experiences. I wonder if anyone can tell me if you've developed a phobia at all later on in life. And what is it from? Um, I have a, my height fear is getting worse every year. Same. And it started when we had, I used to be, I wasn't afraid of a thing. And then we had kids and there's something about like climbing eight or nine stories onto a water slide and then looking over the edge yes. thinking if this, and, and all I, and here's, here's part of the problem is I've built a deck and I know that I probably didn't 
hit all the screws exactly perfect. Uh So I think, well, what if this railing just gives out? I fall eight stories to my death on this chunk of concrete. Is that the way I want my life to end? So I'm getting more and more afraid of heights. I wasn't super wigging out when I jumped out of a plane. That Mm -hmm. didn't freak me out. I don't get afraid in an airplane, but just being up high. I'd yeah. Like right now, I'm starting to get short of breath just thinking about like that roller coaster at, in Vegas that goes over the edge of the hotel. Yeah, no, <sighs> I would never. You couldn't, you could not pay me enough money to go on that. I would have to be really, really, really drunk, intoxicated to yeah. do something like that. That one, that is another one for sure. So it, uh, this would be curious though. I want to concentrate on the dentist because I didn't, I've never heard of anybody that's been afraid of the dentist. Like I get it. You didn't have the best oral hygiene. You're afraid of what's going to have to happen. You got to get a root canal. You got to get a crown, whatever the deal, whatever your deal. And maybe I'm guessing most dentists, that, that's your job, their job security. Yeah. But they want to give you the best hygiene possible. So they're going to. We had a listener that had all of her teeth pulled. Do you remember that? I do. And then her face was swollen and black and blue, and it took weeks to get to even looking normal. But now I bet she's got a great smile. Yeah. And I bet she everything looks is awesome. good. Yeah. So anybody listening that's actually afraid of the dentist? Dentophobia. No. <laughs> yes. It can't be that easy. Uh, people with dentophobia, also called odontophobia. There it is. I uh, have a fear of dentists. I just want to say, and I want to put it out there, his name is Dr. Dergish, and he is incredible. He is warm and welcoming. I enjoy everybody there. Why are you so scared, though? I don't. It's not scared. I think we're using all the weird words that, to describe this. It's just such an unsettling feeling to go to the dentist for me. I don't. For me, it's super settling. I know I'm you love it. I'm going to get a new toothbrush. I'm going to have, and you know what it is? Go to Walmart, get a new toothbrush. No, Why no. do you have to go to the dentist? I want a free one. Um, and I get some time to just be me. Like it's a calm time in there. You know oh. what I mean? I don't have anybody texting me. I could leave, I leave my phone in my truck when I go into the dentist. So it's just me. Okay. It's nice. No family, no work. <laughs> I no just feel nothing. like there are other ways to get calm for me. Than now, go Jolene, to the you have a fear of the dentist too. I do. Why? And I don't, I don't. I don't have a reason. I don't, but it's Same. more, um, it's like anxiety, like leading up to it too. I just, it's so uncomfortable. And I actually went on a stretch of about 10 years without going, oh, no. but, oh, no. but I went and I had no cavities. I had nothing wrong with my teeth. So it was, I was like, holy cow. It's like, that's incredible, but I don't know what it is. And I always come prepared. Like I'll wear ponytail binders around my wrist. To kind of just snap as I do it. And wow. So you, you, like I, I, you really I go to a dark sure. place in your head then. Do you have your next appointment on the calendar already? I never do that. I have to go, like, now. Like, if I, when I get, <laughs> like, the, in the mood for it, I yeah. guess. And I'll just be like, you know what, I really, I got to go. And I'll call. And the last time I went, there was a snowstorm that happened on the day I was supposed to go. And so I canceled it because I couldn't go because everything was canceled. Yeah. Um, but I never, I, I like didn't set it back up. She's like, well, do you want to reschedule? And I'm like, you know, I don't, know, I don't have my calendar in front of me. Sorry, but I'll call back. <laughs> Classic. And, and nothing happened to give you this phobia. You didn't have a dentist slip one time and drill through the side of your lip or anything like that? God, no. If that, I don't think I would ever go back. Sorry. I'd be like, I'm good. I'll lose my teeth before that. I think, I know, I mean, my mom told me a story from when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. But I used to have a, I used to suck my thumb a lot, so I had an overbite. Yeah. And they wanted to give me this, like, retainer that kind of had spikes on it. So 
if you were to suck on your thumb, it would poke you. Jesus. And my mom was like, absolutely not. That's like a torture device. Why would I do that? Yeah. And she was so mad because Sounds when I medieval. turned 18, um, my dentist, I turned 18, asked if I ever had braces. And I was like, don't you think you would know this? Right. And I told my mom, and she was so mad. She was like, are you kidding me? And he wanted me to put this torture device on you. It's not so, a torture device. Like, I had one in middle school, and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a roof apparatus, then you had to get a key, and you would have to tighten it because I had a, a crazy underbite, and then it brought my teeth yeah. forward. So Jeez. it's not it's not to get you to stop sucking your thumb. It, you probably had a, a different bite than normal. We're all getting really confused here this morning. Yeah. Thank you, Jolene. I really appreciate Go your Go somewhere in de-stress this. here. Uh, Janelle, you're afraid of the dentist, too? I am. Why? We have to get... I have to actually take Valium hours before my appointment. I have to have someone else ride me or I won't even get there. I start vomiting. I've never had a real bad experience. I've never really had a good experience. But I'm a little older now, and I'm counting down. Next year, I'm getting um, dentures and, or, you know, the implants. And I can't wait, so I never have to go to the dentist again. It's, like, actually a goal in my life. I am petrified. And I don't know why. But are you getting dentures so you don't ever have to go back to the dentist, or are are dentures just, like, I'm I'm getting them so I don't have to deal with the dentist ever again. (laughs) Good Lord. That sounds really drastic. Who's got Valium laying around? Uh, Janelle, Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You have Valium at home? No. Why'd you act so interested? (laughs) You think I wouldn't tell you? Hey, Carrie, uh, you won't go to the dentist either. What's the fear? Why? Um, When I was seven, I... The dentist was uh, taking pictures of my teeth, um, but back then they had those like weird shaped cardboard styrofoamy things. Yeah. And uh, when he placed it in the back of my mouth, he pushed it too far back, and I started to swallow and choke on it. Ugh. And he uh, he actually told me to knock it off and act right, and I remember him slapping my wrist. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and he told me that, uh, and then, like, to get it out, he had to shove his finger down my throat to pull it out. So Christ. I uh, didn't go back for about 13 years. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I went back, everything was fine, no cavities, whatever. And the dentist I found when I went back, um, he was super nice, and I explained to him, you know, my fear and why and everything. Yeah. And... Um, he's, he's just amazing. He's Dr. Hiller and I, Benson, and he, he, uh, has worked with me every, what? I said shout out to Dr. Hiller Nelson. (laughs) Yeah. And he's worked with me ever since and he's awesome, but. Well, I'm glad you got that fear taken care of. That sounded like super scary. So I I think yours is maybe, uh, valid. Yeah, I get that. Now uh, I, I just, I got just one time for one more phone call. And, Amy, I know we're shifting gears here. This isn't the dentist, but when we saw your text, I was like, we got to bring her on the show. You're afraid of anything that's been kind of, what do you call this, stuff, taxidermed? Well, I did say, can you develop phobias later on in life? We were focusing on the dentist, but you were like, you can develop phobias, and you have a phobia of taxidermy. Which yes. is different. Okay. Like bad. <laughs> so what goes into this phobia? Yeah. Like, how does it debilitate you? I, like, full-on, like, panic attack when I see it, like, freeze in the doorway if it's in a room. Um, never been upstairs of 
Shields. <laughs> I can't go to Cabela's. <laughs> did did um, you say out there that the restaurant? Yeah. What yep. if you're going through like you're uh you're I don't know you're going through one of those, a small town around here and you stop in a diner every once in a while you'll see like a fox or a fish on the wall like you have to scout that out ahead of time. Nope. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> so what happens? Do you think about I what will, that animal went through away. or you think it's looking at you? What's the feeling? Oh, like? it's like going to attack me. It's going to fall off the wall. It's land dead. on me and like full. <laughs> so it's all yep. illogical stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Now, um, yeah. let, let's say you find Mr. Right. I mean, he is the greatest guy in the world, but he's a hunter and when you go back to he's it's a perfect meal. You're having some wine. This is the guy. And you go back to his place, and he's got that perfect 10-point buck uh, in the house. You, like, you can't go in that house. No. No. Nope. you got to make your <laughs> sugar pot. That's much more special. Or he's not going to give up sugar his. Sugar pot. <laughs> he's not going to give up his life of hunting just because you have an unsettling no, feeling. Now, now you're the perfect game. If he's hunting you in your sugar pot, yeah. as Cat would so eloquently put it, uh, you are. I, but um, I can only imagine how therapy would go. They would bring one into the room, you know, they, and oh, I no. So you're gonna <laughs> live your life. About it. Is your, your life? Like is your heart racing right now? Just talking about this. It, it, yes. Yes. All right. I'm gonna There's let you. There's an catch episode your... of The Bachelor like two weeks ago where they like had a date in a museum and it was like all stuff taxidermy oh, i was man. like i had to fast forward through that date <laughs> I I you're a trip <laughs> wow. thanks amy okay. i appreciate it good luck with this <laughs> thank you can you imagine never being on the top floor of shields no Jesus. i don't know what i would do a wisconsin man is getting some attention after renting a billboard to advertise himself as wisconsin's number one bachelor this man sounds so sweet i'd like to walk down the sidewalk on a nice summer day and just hold someone's hand Daddy's face just weren't working for me match and tinder and just none of them were working i hope people take it serious i want someone to take it serious don't be shy call me <laughs> How sweet is that guy thinking outside the box? He sounds like a romantic. I'm searching him out right now on Facebook. I really hope that he finds somebody. This guy's got to gotta be like hand. he's got to be like a three at the best. Oh, so he's not bad. Look at him. He's, Do you see how your voice went up when you said that? If I was to play this back right now, who does that remind you of? Somebody Reeds. that goes to Mexico. Oh yeah, and Reed. <laughs> who goes to Mexico with us? That would that kind of has that demeanor and delivery. I don't, I don't know. The Mexican mayor. Oh, Phil. I feel like yeah. Phil would do that, and I feel, I feel like Phil's a cat. So he here's, is the, such here's a the hard guy. part about that billboard. If you haven't seen it yet, this guy's wearing a buckle. Uh, he's got the Mexican tuxedo, like that uh, denim shirt on, and he's got leather a cowboy jacket. hat, leather yeah. jacket. And he's got the sunglasses, though. You know, the one that Ky- the kind that Kyle wears from the gas station? Yeah. Yeah, he's wearing those. Like the, He could easily probably... Be a little bit more appealing to a larger uh, swath of single ladies. I feel like he needs to ditch the glasses because how do we get inside people's souls by looking in their eyes? Maybe he's blind. I don't think so. I think you have to put that on the board, right? Well, I don't. I don't think. I don't think if you're blind, you put that on the board at all. I also think you're probably not as picky, so he probably would have found a lady already. Then. Oh well, good luck, Rob. I had a blind guy in our fraternity, and he didn't care what women looked like. It was all about. It was the all heart about their first. Actually, uh, this is going to sound crude, and turn it off if you have to. But it was literally all about the body. 
he only cared for large-chested ladies. Love it. And this guy <laughs> would, I mean, and he, he would get brushed up against in the hallway. Yeah. And he would immediately go, hey, what's your name? And because he knew that you Did were stacked. Did women allow him oh, all to the time? Check? All the time, we'd be at parties, and, and they'd go. They'd feel, come up. Oh, they'd go, yep, I'm a exactly. They go. They would give him free reign to feel him up, and then they'd say, "What do you think?" And you I'm need like, to "Stop!" I was like, right I, "I swear to God, I'm spitting all <laughs> over the place." Because uh, as as a single guy who got very little to no action, to stand there and watch this guy just randomly feel up chicks at a party, and they were asking him to do it. I was like, what am I doing wrong here? Why didn't you pretend like you were uh, blind? That was where I drew the line. I was like, if I can't get uh, a, a girlfriend without pretending I'm blind, then I'm probably in the wrong business. Then you start dating them for a while, and then you get kicked by a donkey, and then, and then you're, you're, you're on the again. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I know I don't want to be a nosy neighbor because I have to live next to these people, but the cops there again. The cops were there twice while we were in Mexico and they stay for an hour and a half and there's always two patrol cars and it happens about one or two times a month. And then Something they were tells there me yesterday. this is a d- domestic disturbance because they're bringing the first patrol car gets there and then they're probably trying to bring in a female officer too. Is there, do you think that they that's it? never make noise. They never cause any issues. How about their kids? Does it look like they're not living they in the best condition? don't see their kids. They have three very young kids, and then they have an older son, and they move in the dead of night. Like, you never see them. They do not go outside. Uh, the youngest or the oldest of the young ones goes to school, so she gets a bus when it's still dark out. So you like never see them. Hmm. It's like the burbs. It's like we're living in the Tom Hanks movie, The Burbs. It's really weird. What would you even do if you saw someone across the cul-de-sac? I would mind my own GD business, but I know you guys can't do that. What do you mean? I've minded my business. You talked about it like a hundred times on the radio. I have not used names. Your husband stands there like Superman in the front window with his hands on his hips, just watching. He's in our house. He's not outside waiting for the cops to leave to say "Mm -mm, what's going on. You seem to have it pretty well documented. How often the popo are showing up? I have eyeballs Um. and I have a brain, so I document it. Yeah, but I don't sit there and log it into a journal. But what do you think is going on? Like, if I had to make my own sense, I would bet they're going through some marital stuff, and that really? uh, that the first cop shows up to uh, unheat things, and then they probably do some kind of separation stuff with uh, with maybe a lady officer helping the lady. Well, how often do you do that? Like, until you're like, okay, this is too much. Like something needs to be done. I don't know. I mean, if it doesn't escalate to a physical or, a, you know, or, or an outbursty kind of thing, maybe one of them just calls the cops when it starts getting heated. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. You never want to see it. Their know. lights are never on. Like their shades are always pulled. It's a weird scenario. Yeah, you barely pay attention to it at all. Good yeah. job. Crazy to see all the improvements you guys are doing to your home. Well, so they start next week and it's going to be just in time because um, our old house, we had to make these improvements too. And you know, we've been putting off window treatments for how long now yeah. since we moved in. And these ones are heavy duty because I am not going to be stuck in the situation that we were in a few years ago when, and I, I don't like to talk about government too much on the show, but wasn't it just crazy the lengths that we had to go through to keep our family safe? Like the city that we lived in before, 
we had to have these like metal, it was almost just like a metal barricade that would come out from the outside of our house, like the facade. It would just drop down because we had to be ready for this night, this night that is just like so terrifying to even think of. It puts me in a bad mood. I don't even know why you brought this up, but it was a night that can't be explained. It is a terrifying thought that somebody in government was like, listen, anybody that is a recluse, anybody that is a drain or stain on society has to go. Right. Like the people that have homes, the people that work for a living, they deserve to stay around. So right. I'm like, Derek, this is terrifying. We have to do something to protect our abode. Hold, you know? on, our abode. Hold on one second. Good morning. How are you? Are you guys talking about The Purge? Yay! Yes. What a stretch that was today. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, what movie are you doing? I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even... Okay, we'll do The Purge. Went to lunch with a couple of my friends, and this one I met through my main friend, Allie, and I think she's just fabulous. Her name is Jen, and she's so funny. Um, she was talking about how she has to go to a wedding in a couple of weeks. And Allie's like, oh, for your creepy uncle? And she goes, no, my young uncle. She goes, oh, the drunk one. She goes, no, that's my drunk uncle. This is the young uncle. Oh, the funny uncle. I was like, oh, my God, there are so many categories of uncles. There's like the deadbeat uncle. There's the one that falls asleep in the recliner for the entire uh, party that your family has. I had that one. Love him, but he would sleep all the time. Maybe he had narcolepsy. I don't know. But <laughs> The narc uncle? The narc uncle. I've had the creepy uncle. He is no longer in our family, thankfully. What made him so creepy? Was he the one that had the he would just, son that wanted to get with you? No. Oh. It's a second cousin. This is an uncle. Oh, gotcha. But he would just, like, slink everywhere. You know, like, before you'd know it, he'd be right next to you. Mm, like in Bridesmaids. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is this is this your man? <laughs> like, that's what it would be like. Before you know it, he would be behind you or next to you or... I don't know. I've had... I think I've had them all. I haven't had the drunk uncle. I've had the young uncle. I've had the funny uncle. But it's like dad joke funny, you know? So it's like you kind of have to laugh to make them feel better. What are you, I've do you never think? Been real, what am I to... Okay, so what yeah. am I to my nephew and nieces? Well, I'd probably be the funny uncle. Yeah, I'd for sure... That is well, a joke. Well, the good-looking uncle. That's not a category. For sure not the rich uncle. Yep. For sure not the so you skinny like- uncle. <laughs> I would, I'm the fat, funny uncle. Okay. That's what I... I'm okay with that. I'm the, the jo- uncle. I'm the jolly uncle. Oh, That's yeah. what I would look at. I would be the jolly uncle. I'm always the one that's probably got... Uh, Rum and Coke, sitting in the chair, making fun of somebody. Yeah. That's so whether you have the fun uncle or the uncle, the yep, <laughs> or the deadbeat or the drunk or the young or the creepy, you have Hold an on. uncle that did something. We got a stinky uncle. Amy, tell us you. about the uh, the stinky uncles. It permeated anything you could just open and just like, oh my God, my eyes would water. And I was like, you guys, here, you can have a change. I don't want it. No. Wait, what do you mean the change? He put extra change in his dirty sock and gave it to us for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we got the, the stinky and Those the creepy. Stinky uncles. We got a fusion of the two. We got funkles. We got stinky uncles. We yeah. got, uh, I, I would have. What about the, can I have a liar uncle? Can I nominate my my uncle for a liar you, uncle? Really? So I had, my, my mom wasn't really, really close with her brother and her sister, but her brother, my uncle, 
was my godfather. And the last time I saw him before my dad died was my high school graduation. And he showed up. And I said, oh, hey, it's good to see you. I hadn't seen him in years. Yeah. And he goes, oh, left your card on the back of the motorcycle. I was going to bring that, but it looked like rain. Yeah. Decades later. And then I still never got it. I never saw him again until my till my, till my dad died. Yeah. And then he showed up just looking way different. Really? I was like, hey, long lost uncle. Life will do that. Do you have a different category? That would be good if we started a new category. I have an uncle that'll, and he's done this for how long have I been on this earth? 37 years. He'll do the egg on your head and then the yolk <laughs> coming down. I'm like, I'm not four anymore. What's trending? What's trending? The best video you will see today, hands down, is this dad that comes back into the bedroom after going to check on their daughter. He and his wife had spent some time together in their uh, closed bedroom, and the daughter was very concerned. I heard you was screaming, I wanted to know what's wrong. My door was answering me. Oh, our door was closed. I'm so sorry. Mike, you were hurt or something. Oh, no, I'm not hurt. I'm sorry that scared you. I thought you were so asleep. <laughs> I love you. I also heard you ordering pizza. <laughs> the after coitus hankering. I love that. I also heard you ordering. But the, the beginning of the video is so funny. The dad's standing in the doorway just like, oh, God, what just happened? He goes, you need to go check on your daughter. She is crying. She heard you screaming. And then the wife's like, uh, was I screaming? He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> it is the best video ever. But I love that they ordered pizza. See, my mind goes to Chinese right away. I loved. I was thinking Chipotle. (laughs) Were you? It's a big burrito? Yeah, no, no, the bowl. Okay. You don't want to get too stuffed in case there's round two. Right, well, I'll just, you know, pace yourself, man. You just worked off all those calories. It's all right to have a burrito. I want half a bowl. No, no, just half a bowl in bed. God, you already have a plan. It's yeah. like you just did that. Like clockwork, baby. All right, who are you calling? Uber Eats after you know what? What are you calling for? Chinese pizza like they did? I'd love to hear because that is what's trending. Are you ready for a brand new game, Cat? Yes. This is called the like game. You got to figure out how many times she says like. Just like the fact of just like you like, I don't know how to word this. Like in like talking stages and it's just like you're like labeled that and it's like people like are considered like you can't like you're just like confused and like most of the time like the girl get gets like attached or something and they like see it like it's going to lead to a relationship and it's always not and it's just like that's like my biggest thing is like i just hate the whole like how like talking stages are so like normalized like traditional dating does not exist in this generation oh my god did that I'm make you like want to go Okay, you got to, you're not even close. I'm not even close. Here's what, here's, so here's the game. I'm going to play it back for you one more time if you want to count along. But the first person that can call us like at 251-1047 is going to get like a $25 McDonald's arch card and like a shamrock shake because like 25 cents out of every shamrock shake you get for like the next 11 days or nine days, like goes to the McDonald, Ron McDonald house. So, you like, have do to make a part. conscious effort to say that. It's Isn't hard. that crazy? I'm a like, professional broadcaster. I know. All right. So listen close. You have to tell me how many like likes uh! are in this pod. And this girl's a podcaster, by the way. No. Yeah. She has her own like podcast. <laughs> so I wonder close. what it's like. <laughs> like, like. How many likes do you hear? And then call us at like 251-1047 after I'm done with like playing this. Just like the fact of just like 
you like I don't know how to word this like in like talking stages and it's just like you're like labeled that and it's like people like are considered like you can't like you're just like confused and like most of the time like the girl get gets like attached or something and they like see it like it's gonna lead to a relationship and it's always not and it's just like that's like my biggest thing is like I just hate the whole like how like talking stages are so like normalized like traditional dating does not exist in this generation now the first person that can give me the exact number of likes that are in that clip wins like a great gift card courtesy of McDonald's and then some like shamrock shake action so that you can like help out the Ronald McDonald house the playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices catch the live show weekdays from 5 30 to 9 on 1047 KCLD now share this with a friend